If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey everybody, Bill here. Happy to give you a bonus episode of Nintendo Switchcraft today. Uh, For those of you that missed the last episode... Why is there a bonus episode? Well, because we just had a Nintendo Direct. The Nintendo Direct came out yesterday, and I have to say, I personally did not get the things that I wanted, but the things that we're getting, I want. I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, I, I thought overall it was a really, really good Direct, even though there were things I was hoping for that did not get announced or talked about. Let's talk about what was in the Direct, and obviously, I'm not going to go through every single thing that was in the Direct. That's way too much stuff. Uh, if you if you want to know all that stuff, I suggest that you actually watch the Direct, and if you want to watch my live reaction to the Direct, there is a link in the, in, in the show notes, so you can click on that link. It'll take you to my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash nerdnest. You can watch the uh, like my reaction to the direct itself. You won't be able to find it without clicking on the link in the show notes, though, because it is unlisted. It is just for you guys. Anyway, uh, let's jump in and talk about the things that I am most excited about from the Nintendo Direct. Nintendo Switch Sports, and I'm going in order, not necessarily of my excitement, but in order on the press release that Nintendo sent me. So, uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. Uh, It says play in person or online. It includes uh, six sports, including soccer, volleyball, bowling, tennis, badminton, and chambara, which is sword play. And they said that you can even use the Joy-Con with a leg strap accessory in order to kick the soccer ball in soccer shootout, which seems really cool. This is a game that people have been asking for since the Switch came out almost five years ago. And it is it is crazy to me, not just crazy, crazy to me that it took Nintendo this long to bring this out. With the Joy-Cons, Nintendo should have shipped this thing with the Nintendo Switch. And look, the Nintendo Switch has outsold the Wii. It's not like they made a ton of mistakes, but... I think that this is going to sell a lot of systems. There are a lot of people that have tons of nostalgia for the Wii Sports era, and bringing the Wii Sports era into the Switch Sports era is something that I think a lot of people, myself included, are going to be excited about. Uh, it's If those things that were just listed don't get you excited, there's also uh, golf that is going to come in an update this fall. And uh, if you want to try it out, Next weekend on February 18th, February 19th, and February 20th, you are going to be able to do an online play test. If you want to know more about that, head on over to nintendoswitchsports.nintendo.com for more details on that. Personally, for me, I think 
that this was something that we've been asking for for a long time, and it had been so long since the Switch came out that I figured if we were going to see it, we already would have. I was wrong, and I'm very excited to play it. Let's move on and talk about something that I have been saying since the since, since Mario Kart 8 Deluxe came out. People have been asking for Mario Kart 9. They keep saying, when's Mario Kart 9? And I've said... If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times on this show. Um, It doesn't make sense for Nintendo to make Mario Kart 9 right now. Uh, You're not going to get better visuals than you already have with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. The Nintendo Switch runs that game, which is beautiful, at a crisp 60 frames per second. I think even in in split-screen mode, it's 60 frames per second. I could be wrong about that. Feel free to correct me, at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. Um, But... You're not going to get better visuals for Mario Kart 9, uh, not on the Switch. So, you know, upgrading for the sake of having better graphics, that's not really a thing. Uh, You can already drive on the walls and on ceilings and fly and drive underwater. What can you add that would justify it being Mario Kart 9? And the only thing that I can think of is more racers and more courses. Well... Nintendo easily could have shipped Mario Kart 9 and said, by the way, uh, it's, you know, it's more courses, but they didn't. Instead, it's $24.99 and we're getting 48 courses, 48 remastered courses. Now, I know that these are courses that we already have have played in older Mario Kart games, but I don't care. That's more variety. This is going to get me back into the game. I am definitely going to p- uh, pick this up when it comes out on March 18th. They're calling it the Booster Course Pass, and uh, pre-orders are already available. Now, some people did misunderstand, uh, because I went, when I did the live stream, there were people in chat that were like, wait a second, somebody do the math on Mario Kart. Is that, how much are we paying for course if it's uh, $25 per wave? So where did that misunderstanding come from? Well, if you played Mario Kart 8 back on the Wii U, when they released DLC, they did it in two waves. It was one single purchase, but it came out in two waves. Now, why would Nintendo do this? Well, they do it for a couple of reasons. Number one, if they release them all at once, then they get one big um, headline, and then everybody moves on. But if they release these um, courses in a series of waves, in this case, six different waves, then that's six different times where they're going to see a spike in either purchases, a spike in headlines, a spike in hype around the game. So it makes perfect sense for them to to do this. And I think it is good for the longevity of the game as well. So you're not paying $24.99 for wave one. You're paying $24.99 for all six waves, which will then come out uh, over the course of, I think they said, until the end of 2023. So, like, that's a long time. So, this is definitely something that I'm going to be picking up. I'm super excited for it. I love Mario Kart. Um, it's 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 such a fantastic franchise that anytime any other kart racer comes out, I just do not care about it because I only am interested in playing Mario Kart. Uh, and oh, in the in the Nintendo Direct, they even tried to do 
Oh, Disney. There was a Disney Kart racer, and somebody in chat was like, "Hey, look, it's it's Mario Kart Nine. Um, boy, it did not look enjoyable to me. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is the best selling Mario Kart in in history, I think, and it's only going to get better with f- almost fifty more courses to play. I'm excited for that one. Speaking of things that I'm excited for, this one we heard rumors about. And I'm very happy that those rumors were true. Monolith Soft, I'm sorry, Monolith Soft announced Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which is supposed to be a new world that will connect the futures of both Xenoblade Chronicles and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Very interesting there. Now, that one is one of the few games that was announced yesterday that is not coming out in the first half of the year. Nintendo when they announced the the Nintendo Direct, they said we're talking we're going to spend 40 minutes talking about games that are coming out in the first half of 2022. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is coming out in September, very much the latter half of the year, but that's okay because I have tons of games to play right now, both on Switch and on other platforms, so fine. Um of course, if you have not played Xenoblade Chronicles Uh, Two, you're definitely missing out. I did not play... I played Xenoblade Chronicles on my 3DS. I did not play it on my Switch. I heard nothing but fantastic things about that. So it's definitely something that I have considered picking up, but I still haven't just because I have so many games to play. Um, That's actually how they wrapped up their show was with Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And honestly, I think it, it looks fantastic. All right, the next thing. As soon as I saw it, I knew exactly what it was, and I was super excited for it. Uh, This is a game that I played the hell of, uh, the hell of, the hell out of on the GameCube, and I I just absolutely adored Mario Strikers. Uh, If you never played it, it is a soccer game. Mario sports games are always super fun to me, I think, and Mario Strikers was absolutely fantastic, super fast-paced, and really, really fun. Like, if you want me to play a soccer game... It's only going to be a Mario Strikers game, in my opinion. And Mario Strikers Battle League has been announced. Now, this is really cool. It has uh, you know local multiplayer and online multiplayer, and you can have up to eight players, four players on each team, um, which is absolutely fantastic. It also has online play, like I said, but it says play will let you individual matches, and play will let you... I'm sorry, we'll let 20 players join up and compete to become the world's best club, which is very, very cool. That game comes out on June 10th. Now, there's a couple of things that I noticed for that. The ESRB rating for Mario Strikers uh, said, it mentions DLC. And clearly, like I think the roster for this game, I think, is 10 characters right now. So clearly, what do you do in this kind of game? Well, you sell a new character. And for those of you that didn't play Mario Strikers, each character plays a little bit differently and has a super special power that they can use, which, you know, is a little bit different than everybody else's. And that's really cool because then that gives people, everybody can find a character that works for them. Like the the example that I would give would be like Overwatch. Overwatch is a very wide array of characters, so everybody can find a character in Overwatch that appeals to their particular play style, which is why the game is so popular. Mario Strikers 
is basically the same thing. Not the same thing, but has that same feel to it where everybody, every character can be, everybody can find a character that, that works for them, that they really like to play as. And having DLC for characters makes perfect sense. Oh, look, now we're going to add, I don't know, Shy Guy or something, right? The only issue that I worry about is what are they going to do with this DLC? Is this going to be like an arms race? And, and here's what I mean by that. Back in the day, my friends and I used to play this awesome tabletop game called Hero Clicks. Uh, basically, DC and Marvel superheroes on these little plastic bases. And uh, as you played, you could turn the bases and it would... Um, you know, give the characters different powers. And if you attacked a character, they would take damage and you would turn the base. Well, what that game eventually ended up having is what I like to call power creep, where in order to get people to buy the next set of hero clicks that came out, they would introduce new powers and new characters that were more powerful than the previous ones. And I worry that Nintendo will do that kind of thing with DLC from Mario Strikers Battle League because it could be very um, tempting for Nintendo to say, hey, uh, we don't have Shy Guy in the game yet. Let's bring Shy Guy into the game, but we'll make sure that uh, he has the ability to do X and that that particular ability is overpowered so everybody feels like they have to pick up that character. And that would be bad. In addition... In the trailer, they showed off that you can have, like, gear that has stats on it. So you can get, like, a helmet that has, like, plus three to movement or some nonsense like that. And let's get my mustache twirling uh, chair out. I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to talk about what I would do if I were evil. Well, if I were evil, I would put those um, gear, those, those pieces of gear with stats on them, behind a gotcha mechanic. So you could spend 99 uh, cents on uh, a pull, and that would give you a little chest that you could open. You open up that chest, and it contains a shirt that has, you know, plus three to power, and maybe a pair of shorts that are uh, plus one to speed. But all of it's randomized, so you're constantly... Uh, trying to, you know, you're t- constantly spending money to chase after gear that has really good stats to wear on your character in order to make yourself more powerful. And now that's the game, not the soccer game, if that makes sense. And I really worry that they will do that with this. Uh, hopefully that they won't. Now, I guess what I think I saw in Nintendo Life that the US version mentions DLC on the ESRB rating, but the European version doesn't mention it in the PEGI rating system. So only time's going to tell. Uh, I do think it makes sense to have like other characters that you can add in. I just hope that they're balanced well and that they don't have that power creep and no gotcha mechanics either because that would be absolutely terrible. Now, let's talk for a second about one that I thought was a huge surprise. Um... And it shouldn't be a surprise because the Nintendo sold 100 million Switches. It is Nintendo's best-selling console ever. And uh, it shouldn't be a huge surprise that, that companies want to support it. But with Valve about to ship the Steam Deck 
it was surprising to me that they dropped Portal Companion Collection, uh, which is coming out um, sometime this year in 2022. Now, the thing about this, I saw some people uh, tweeting out things like, oh, you know, Valve is doing this so that they can compare the Switch version of Portal to the steam deck version of portal and obviously the steam deck is more powerful than the nintendo switch so it would compare favorably in valve's favor i don't think like there's there's plenty of games that are on both the switch and the pc and there's no need for valve to do that i think literally they are doing this because the nintendo switch has a stupidly large player base and that's a whole lot of wallets that Valve can reach for. If they're going to drop Portal on there, then I fully expect at some point, especially if they are, you know, updating some of their older games to run uh, with the Steam Deck, you know, with controller inputs and stuff instead of just mouse and keyboard, it makes a lot of sense for Valve to drop these older games on the Nintendo Switch as well because they can make money that way. Because, look... There is a lot of overlap in the Venn diagram of the Nintendo Switch and the um, and the Steam Deck, but that doesn't mean that people won't have both. A hundred million people already have the Nintendo Switch, and I'm sure that some of those people will buy a Steam Deck, but I don't think Portal or Half-Life or games like that are going to be the determining factor as to which console people are going to play on. Feel free to tell me that I'm wrong at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter. Um, one thing I was really hoping that Nintendo would do in the Nintendo Direct is convince me that Splatoon 3 was worth my time. And they showed off Salmon Run, which if you don't know what Salmon Run is, it is basically like this horde mode in Splatoon 2 that was absolutely fantastic. Unfortunately, Nintendo made really goofy decisions and made it so you could not play that mode whenever you wanted. Uh, kind of made it uh, a pain to do. Like, multiplayer in Splatoon 2 has always been a pain uh, if you want to play with your friends. And Salmon Run is definitely an example of that. That being said, Splatoon 3 showed off some new Salmon Run stuff, which is cool. But if I want to play Salmon Run... I could just play Splatoon 2. So they still have yet to convince me why uh, Splatoon 3 uh, is something that I need to buy. Now, the game is coming out this summer, so I do expect to hear about it at E3. And man, they had better sell it because right now they've done a bad job convincing, at least me. And, I, you know, it's my podcast, so I'm going to talk about me. They've done a horrible job convincing me that Splatoon 3 is worth 60 bucks to me when I could just play Splatoon 2. So I'm hoping for some new modes, something to differentiate it other than just single-player stuff. Because honestly, single-player stuff could have just been DLC. Like, we already saw one DLC for Splatoon 2. Anyway, let's move on. They showed off uh, Kirby Forgotten Land. He can eat a car and turn into a car. And it gave me some... Super Mario Odyssey vibes, definitely from the like the capture mechanic, but I'm still not convinced that I'm that I'm going to enjoy that game at all. So I'm uninterested in it. Uh, Metroid Dread has an update, a free update that launched uh, yesterday. Um, <laughs> has what they call Dread mode, one shot 
One kill. You are dead if you get hit even once. No thank you. Not interested. Not even a little bit. That game was hard as nails. I loved every second of it, but I'm not playing a game where one hit is going to kill me in Metroid Dread. It's just not going to happen. Um, for those of you who uh, really want to enjoy Metroid Dread, but you're like, I, you know, Bill keeps saying how hard that game is. Good news. They have a rookie mode difficulty, which sounds really cool. Basically, you have increased recovery with rookie mode. So as you're playing the game, if you take damage, you will regain your uh, hit points faster, uh, which is awesome because I think there's a lot of people who either played the game and found it to be too difficult and walked away or didn't play the game because everybody was saying how difficult it was and they missed out on a fantastic game. And I'm all for games uh, giving us an easy mode. Uh, I'm I'm 100% okay with that. Um, in addition, in April, there's going to be another free update called Boss Rush Mode where you just battle bosses over and over. I really did like the boss battles in Metroid Dread, but I don't see myself going back and fighting them all over again. It was really an amazing experience the first time through, but that kind of thing doesn't really uh, appeal to me because there's no multiplayer in it. And it doesn't need multiplayer, but for me, that that's just something that I'm not interested in. All right. This was probably the thing that surprised me the most and I got excited about the most. And that's because it's not something I ever even considered. Um, one of my favorite genres that have been introduced to me thanks to the Nintendo Switch is the Musou genre or the Warriors genre. And I absolutely loved Hyrule Warriors, uh, Hyrule Warriors 2, and... Um, Fire Emblem Warriors. And when they showed off Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, I got really, really excited about that. So if you never played Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses, uh, it's a fantastic uh, tactical turn-based RPG. It's wonderful, super, super fun. Um, love that game. This is not that. This is very, very different. This is what is called a Warriors game or a Musou game. And the way that those games work is you go into battle uh, as a character, and there might be a hundred bad guys in front of you, and you swipe your sword once, and you'll take out 38 of them in one swipe. You swing it again, maybe you take out 70 of them. Like, it's chaos. Absolutely crazy numbers of enemies coming at you and they're really fun. Um, in addition to that, there's also a tactical aspect, not turn-based, but a tactical aspect where you have a map and you have objectives and you have different characters that are on the battlefield that you can give orders to or take over and run over to an objective to try and take something out. If you've never played a Musou game, it's definitely something that you want to try before you buy I'm wondering now if there is a demo for Hyrule Warriors. If there is, like, go on the eShop and check and see if there's a demo for Hyrule Warriors or Fire Emblem Warriors, because if there is, you want to try this before you buy it. it it's definitely a game that appeals to me. I love it. 
which surprised me because I don't usually care for button mashers. And it's absolutely a button masher, but somehow these games have found their way into my heart. And I was very excited to see Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, which features characters from Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, Fodlin, El... Edelgard, sorry, I couldn't re- I couldn't remember how to pronounce her name. Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude. And that game comes out on June 24th. 100%, absolutely a day one purchase for me. I adored the first one. And this one, I it, if the other Warriors games that I've played in the meantime, they just keep getting better than the first one, I anticipate that this one's going to be fantastic as well. And one more thing about the Warriors games that I always really, really like is this idea that they... I Okay, I have not played the Warriors games that are not based on some other property, but what they always tend to do is try and combine something about that property to make the game feel like the game that it's based on, which is a really hard way to say... I'll give you an example. Um, Zelda Hyrule Warriors, you have access to like Link's, like his boomerang and his uh, bombs and stuff like that. That kind of thing gives the Warriors game a flavor that feels like Zelda. Hyrule, or not Hyrule Warriors, Fire Emblem Warriors has this really cool mechanic where you would pair up your character's which felt very much like Fire Emblem. So they they find ways to take an element from the intellectual property and Im- integrate it into this new and different kind of gameplay. And I always find that they, they've always done a really good job with that. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they can integrate the stuff from Fire Emblem Three Houses into uh, Fire Emblem warriors three hopes now the last thing that i'll say about this is that even if it's just new stuff new maps and stuff for me to play on with the new characters using all just the mechanics from the previous fire emblem warriors game i'm 100 okay with that that will not bother me at all i love fire emblem warriors and honestly sitting here talking about it makes me want to load it up on my switch right now because it's so damn fun. All right, that is it for this bonus episode of uh, of uh, Games with Bill. I forgot the name of the podcast for just a second there. Um, that's probably because I have a bunch of other podcasts. If you have not checked out my other shows, um, there's 143 Pixels, where, where I have, I think it's 50 interviews with uh, other content creators or people from the video game industry uh, about their favorite games. I've had people on there like David Brevik, the creator of Diablo. I've had people on there like um, Per Schneider from IGN, Jeff Kanata from the Totally Rad Show. Uh, just tons and tons of people who I admire, and I wanted to hear their opinion about one of their favorite games. You can find a link to 143 Pixels in the description of this episode. I mentioned earlier the the uh, the Steam Deck. I have a show about the Steam Deck. It's called On Deck, a link in the description. And if you haven't checked out my YouTube channel, please do, youtube.com slash nerdnest. Thank you for listening to me, and I will talk to you all next time. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>
Mario. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. 